there's crooks in your castle, then it's nights full of battles. Some fight with the barrel. That's eagles versus vultures and olives versus arrows. Call hard of the ten pounds of podcast. I am flanked today underneath me by Bodie. How are you? I'm chilling. Listen. Wait, before we even get into Muffins Martinez, before we talk the intro for Mr. Great Cloud, before we do any of that, listen, Muffins, who was sitting at home, figured out how to make this shit go to Spotify, right? So he put the he put the two to two to finally make four. So now we're officially on Spotify. So if you listen on Spotify, come to YouTube, Urban Wrestling Network, so you can see our ugly mugs. If you're on YouTube and you hate losing your battery, Go to Spotify, check us out, Urban Wrestling Network. Y'all already know what it is. Mr. Muffins Martinez, the greatest of all time. BV, the host with the most. Um, we're stacked. I'm not going to keep talking. I'm going to let these guys do their show. I'm just a sidekick here. Uh, gentlemen, go ahead. Do whatever you're going to do. I just wanted to bring up the Spotify stuff. Hey. Muffins, how are you? <clears throat> doing good man doing good just like Bodie said we know Spotify but it's not just Spotify it's Spotify it's Stitcher is uh Apple is Amazon so you go to all those great different places just type in urban wrestling network boom you're gonna see another good creation designed by Bodie himself there that's gonna say the UWN and you just click on that and just hit follow and Listen to the shows. Pretty much is going to be the NWA 10 pounds of gold or 10 pounds of podcast. I'm sorry. And MLW uh, Major League Podcast. That's the ones that are the big shows. So you don't have to look at us in YouTube. And if you don't pay for that, you know, if you don't pay the $15 a month, you won't be able to stay there and go somewhere else. At least now, if you got Spotify anywhere else. You could just listen right there and not have to look at our pretty faces anymore. There you go. Hey, and who does, go. Not, who does not want to hey. see this beautiful gray hair? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful set of gray. All righty. So to move forward, uh, Muffins, I know you want to briefly touch on, because I was going to touch on it, but I know you want to touch on the um, NWA uh, expansion territory. Ooh. Since you brought it up, you can go first. What do you think about it? Oh, dude, like, when I heard that, man, I it gave me chills. There was a tear rolled up right here on my eye. It was about to, like, come down my face there because that just brought so much memory, man, from the 80s there and the territories when they were doing stuff in Florida and they were doing stuff in down in Tallahassee and they were doing stuff down in Georgia and they were doing stuff everywhere. You had, like, so many damn NWA shows from different locations, it was just the most beautiful thing you ever seen back in those days. And now, hopefully, with this new expansion, is from Cleveland, Ohio, and they are going to recognize their titles. They are going to do an NWA title there at that company. So, in the future, you'll see rising stars, the males and females coming up. From there, going to be on NWA Power and, and hopefully in the future pay per views. You know, so the, the new HFEC3 has jumped up in a good way. So 
I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you know, it expands to other places too, man. Not just Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, no, um, awesome. I think uh, this Bodie, is really important for NWA with with 75 having such a buzz uh, with their young core of talent. This is an amazing opportunity, and if Billy Corgan does see this is the problem. I don't have a lot of faith in Billy Corgan because he always does a Corgan thing and kind of does something boneheadish. But if he executes this properly and we get NWA, just say Florida, NWA Cleveland, NWA Detroit, whatever, XYZ, XYZ, you're branding out and you're already, without even us theoretically knowing, we're getting the next stars before we even see them. They're being built up there. And then when they come here, they're polished. They look great. So this is a, a huge, huge thing. And they're doing what no one else is doing. There ain't no territories. There ain't no real partnerships. They're the only ones that have an opportunity to grow their brand the right way and do it where more fans across the states get excited. Because, listen, that indie that they're working with now, they have their own following. Now, that following is going to start fucking with NWA. So the more they do this, the more eyes are on NWA, the more financial backing comes to NWA, the bigger NWA can get. They can start keeping their stars and not lose them. So this is a massive, massive win. And I hope that this works out the way we think it is because NWA is going to really start making some serious noise. And, and I know that they're coming to down to Florida, I think, what, next month? Sarasota. Sarasota. So Sarasota, that could be, yeah. that, that could be the, the next – you know, an announcement there in November where, hey, we got Sarasota now, NWA, another partnership or another yep. territory. Now you go Cleveland, you go right to Sarasota now, Florida. There's, there's a nice company that they do stuff with in Wildcat down in New Orleans. And we've seen a lot of the wrestlers do stuff on the pay-per-views and they do the, the you know, the, the uh, Pro, pro, pro promotion shows, yeah. And you see the guys on NWA Power a couple of months ago, you know. So if if they do that there, that that's another territory there in New Orleans. I know they have better wrestling there. Yep. So big things that, happening. Get that caging up. Word up. Get that gumbo going. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So to move forward. Let's go into the actual NWA Power show itself. We kick things off with the NWA TV Championship match. The finals of this match, Zicky Dice versus Mims. And I will say this, I will say just this before I, I give it off to Bodie. What a phenomenal finish. I love the way it was done. The match was great. My only gripe is I don't think it should have kicked off the show. I think it should have ended the show. Um, but other than that, I think the, the right person won. And I can't wait to see what happens moving forward. By the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Mims wins the match. Bodie, we'll, we'll give it off to you. So now I wanted to go into this and, and do it the right way because if you paid attention to the show, NWA was really quick to say he left, meaning uh, Zicky Dice left. And he looked, you know, tried to get the bag and try to do his thing and didn't care. And to me, this felt like a, not a revenge thing, but more like a, when you turned your back on us, now we got to, we got to stick it to you, right? Like, that's how I felt with the whole, <laughs> yet about it and everything. But 
the storytelling, and this is why I love Ziggy Dice so much. Now, I'm a Mims fan. I love Mims. Pause. But Ziggy Dice walking out the ring and acting like, you know what, fucking, I'm out of here. Uh, you know, I'm going to, whatever. The storytelling in this match, the constant roll-ups at the end, like, this was a awesome match. And I did not mind it being in the beginning because, as you know, you want a great match to start your show off, right? Now, I'm not saying that this should have been the, the opener, but it didn't bother me that it was the opener. And what a way to go because, you know, we were all sitting back saying, damn, this it feels like this is Zicky Dice belt to lose, right? Like, and Mims, Mims just keeps growing in the company and growing in the company. And listen, he finally got his due. Now, we now this is where Mims has to step up. Mims got to start having some really good promos. Mims got to start having some some outstanding uh, matches to say I'm here and I don't want just this, right? Like I want to go. I want to be the next EC3. I want to be the next. Uh, Tim Storm, whoever you want to call that's holding the 10 pounds of gold, sweet Charlotte. This is Mim's opportunity to showcase I'm ready to be here and I'm a star. Mim's for champion. Yeah, I, and I'm surprised our host Bill Vink didn't mention how important they made the build look right on the beginning with that nice vignette of the NWA title, TV title. Yep. And people forget, man, and I got to bring this up. NWA TV title was one of the most prestigious belts out there in the 80s and 90s. Tony Brancher held the title the longest for over close to 350 days. Lost it for two months. Got it back for another 300 and something days right after that. And, and, the, and the only person that held the title a lot more was R. Anderson, and I think he won it like seven times. Now, of course, when WCW bought NWA, title went to shit from there. Unfortunately, you know, and, and the and the last real, I want to say, in wrestling in the last thirty years, that was a a TV title was ECW with RVD, and he held his title for close to three years. And that was the biggest build in that company there was the TV title over anything else. So, you know, we, we now we get to Mims. Mims four years ago, me and Chef or me and Boy going, like, who the hell is Mims? Like, who is this guy? This guy, what is this? This guy is yeah. a jobber. This guy is just a, just a jobber, man. And you got like, what, like an afro or, or a little high faith? Like, what the hell is this dude? You know, now you fast forward four years later. Now is big, strong Mims. He's a cornerstone of of the new NWA era for the last four years, and you could say he's you know homegrown there because I never saw him anywhere before the NWA, and he's grown in leaps and bounds. And surprise, surprise, he won the title from Siggy Dice, and unfortunately, Siggy Dice, like Bodie said. You know, this was kind of a revenge by NWA by saying, hey, remember when you left and you wanted to get your freedom because you wanted to get the bag? We let you we let you go. And yep. then for two years, you were a clown at a different company because they never used you to your full potential, how the NWA was using you. And you got stuck for two years down somewhere else, you know, playing sidekicks to... Uh, 
was that guy's name? Swagger or whatever his Swinger. name is? Swinger. Swinger. So, you know, so he became a comedy bit for two years. Yeah. Now he, comes, now, he, now he comes back thinking that I'm going to pick up where I left off, and I'm going to say, no, you're not. No. We, we, like, you're going to have to prove yourself this time around. Like when me and Muffins were first doing the, the NWA podcast, yeah. um, Zicky Dice and uh, I was going to say Tony Starks. Um, uh, Ricky, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. They were battling. Go ahead. I'll, we got this. Um, they're battling back and forth, killing it, right? Like uh, Ricky Starks was the champ. Then you had uh, Zicky Dice as the champ. Yep. And the, the work that those two guys were doing, both guys can talk. Ricky Starks on AEW. You see him talking more often. He's killing it. So you're like, NWA had this first, and they were executing this. Ricky Starks, you know, had an amazing opportunity. He took it. Zicky Dice felt... I have an opportunity here. It just didn't pan out the way you thought it was. And then you can't just come back and think, I'm, I'm going to come back and be the guy that I left with. Nah, homie. It's not how shit works. And we had a lot of guys. And when Kobe hit, that, that was it. A lot of guys, they you know started looking at other stuff. And AEW was the one that was doing those shows with no fans. Yep. And they were having wrestlers on each side of the barricades. And a lot of guys were jumping ship because now we're you know we're getting seen live and we're working. And you know, COVID COVID nearly destroyed NWA, but you know, now they're slowly coming back and they had NW75 was an amazing show. Now Mims is the new TV champion, and we'll see what happens going on from here. Like you said, now we'll we'll see what type of champion he is. Who does he go up against as uh, the pay-per-view sim or whatever it's called, you know, coming up? And, and and we'll see, you know, who will be the contenders, what kind of matches he's gonna be in. Do, do they have faith in him to hold it for a long time or not? We'll find right. out in, in, in two months or three months if they do or not. So big facts. All right, yeah, no, that's fair enough for me. So we want to, I'm gonna move forward here a little bit. Yeah, I'm move forward just a, a, a little bit here, because um, you had mentioned something. I, I definitely agree with you. It's going to be interesting to see exactly how Mims takes his title and see how he grows with the title. You know, some some people they grow into being a champion, um, and we have seen that before. And I think that, that that'll be the case with Mims. But moving forward, we had a really great promo here from EC3, and. I like this promo. One of the things that he mentioned kind of really made it seem like A, we're seeing kind of the end of, of Tom Latimer, at least in my opinion, especially when he talked about choosing lovers specifically. Well, hold on, hold on. And hold when on, he said on, that you chose her and I chose wait, this title. Wait, 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 wait. I need you to be way more specific when you see the end, you say the end of Tom Latimer. In what retrospect do you mean that? Because that can mean a lot of different things. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Latimer will be wrestling any for after for a while. Uh, there's just that promo to me was kind of awkward because like when you when you sit there and, and you say something like that, and maybe I'm looking too deep into it. But when you choose your lover over something else, 
That normally means you're kind of walking away. No, that hell no, that don't mean that. What he meant was Tom Latimer's drive and goal is Camille, which it should be because that's his wife. Where EC3 standpoint was my drive and goal is Charlotte, sweet Charlotte, which is uh, the 10 pounds of gold. That's all that meant by that is my passion and my fight. Right, but also what her. does Tom Latimer do Your after passion that? passion and fight is for her. Right, but what does he do after that? What does Thomas Latimer do after that? Let's be honest. We all know he's not winning at, at Sawit. Okay. Yeah, he's got no belt. He's got nothing. And depending on what happens with Camille at the pay-per-view, we'll all know that, that too. So what does Tom Latimer do? Whatever they book him to do. Anyone? Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a hell of a EC3 promo. I know that much. And when he mentioned about the, the love and you choosing love over wrestling, I'm choosing my belt over love. That kind of like, whoa, whoa that, that kind of hit hard there. But I'm still a little confused about this whole situation with the TV title. EC3 was the one who laid the challenge to Latimer. Latimer yeah. never turned on turned in his title and said I won seven times I'm turning in my title to go after EC3 and the heavyweight title it was EC3 who offered him who EC3 who baited him for weeks to say accept this match and all of a sudden they took the title from Latimer and I'm still thinking to myself like well hold on and they keep saying well Latimer turned in the title after he won seven no, he didn't. Not once did he ever turn the title over. So how can they be saying that he did that when he never did? There's not one video anywhere, anywhere that says I'm turning in my title. So, like, I want to, I, I want to say that Bodie said this well, before. This could be either lazy booking. Well, no, no, it was definitely me. He loses, he loses yeah. this match, and then he goes, "Hold up, I want my my TV title back. I never." I agree to this. You guys took it. I want my title back. Yeah, like and, um, and then go something that way with you know against Mims or whoever is holding the title then. But I mean, there's different ways of how how you could go with this, making it seem like he's gonna just get up and leave with Camille because even Camille said that she's not even turning in her uh, her rematch for the title, and she wants to be a manager. So unless this is their swan song, and both of them are leaving, that's a different that's a different thing right there. Yeah, and and I agree with Muffins because, like, um, when you think about the uh, option C, right? Option C is always I'm cashing in my my shot, right? Like that's always how it's been. Any gimmick thing. You show it, right? Because that's the whole gimmick of I can cash this in and I can get that. When you have the briefcase, you see them run down, slide it like, yo, hurry up, hurry up, because they're cashing it in. Thomas Latimer never handed it to no They never even had a, a backstage anything. So how did he even, how did his belt come off his waist when he never said, yeah? Like, you challenged me for your belt. Why do I got to give up my belt? 
Right, like, like that's the only thing that don't make sense. And if if Muffins is right and this this is their uh Adul and we out, cool. I, I I'm I'm okay with that. But I think this was weirdly done and it made no sense. So who knows what's going on, but I, as of what he, but this is EC3. This is not Overman, right? Like Overman promos are kind of goofy and over the top. This is EC3 that we've seen as the Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, where he has an educated palate. He talks with the passion, and you hear everything makes sense, right? Like EC3 is great for that. This is the EC3 NWA needs. The Overman thing is kind of goofy for me. This promo says I am the NWA. This feels like an NWA heavyweight champion worthy guy. This feels like a 10 pounds of gold kind of guy. You know, and one more thing, and not to get off the subject, but another thing, you know, like you said with the Overman, the Overman is right there doing the same thing, you know, with EC3 at OVW and down there in Kentucky, you know, being out snow school or whatever, you know. Yeah, maybe this will be something in the future where that becomes part of the property or, or, or you know, territory of NWA. Now you see OVW with NWA, you know, like like their Triple uh, A school, like the yeah. NXT or something like that. How WWE used to have it before back in the days with the OVW guys coming over. You know, that would be something humongous for 2024 if something like that happens. I know I saw something that, that happened a couple of nights ago and they had a match with Tiffany Nieves and another lady, I can't remember her name, and Billy Corgan was there. And he said, whoever wins this match will be in the pay-per-view coming up in October. Tiffany Nieves wound up winning the match. So now she's expecting to be at the show wrestling doing on some type of capacity doing something there so yeah. that could be another you know little branch thing thrown like okay we're working towards a partnership or i'm buying ovw or this is going to be a territory or something like that like i said i didn't want to get jump off but with all you know it just kind of just popped in my head when the overman thing came up so i mean but going back into that and and you know at this point uh, BB, this is where you're going to have to save yourself from me and uh, Muffins because when we start talking and going back and forth, we'll keep talking on specific things. Um, now, the thing is with OVW, if they become a territory with NWA, I would love to see a Jesse Goddard versus EC3, right? Like, um, we all know Jesse Goddard was, was super loyal to Matt of Dixie and Impact Wrestling. We've seen them live so many times. Um, Mahabali Shero, we've seen him very green into what he's done now in OBW. Him versus an EC3 is straight money, right? Like, and EC3, when they say that you fought the, the monster Tyrus and won, that's not a monster. You fighting Mahabali Shero, that's a monster, right? Like, oh. that is a beast. And that's, that's the kind of stuff where we were talking about territories where NWA would have an advantage over pretty much any professional company with the possibilities of all these amazing matches to go hand in hand with the territory and NWA. My fault, BB, you, you, you better go next because 
And he messed me up right now because that's what exactly what WWE did with NXT. Yeah, they said we're gonna change this. We're All gonna put right, so. back to NXT. <laughs> and it's gonna be our AAA. It's gonna be our own farm system. Yeah. Go ahead, baby. Right, Go ahead. So take to it move on, forward, bro. Southern Six with Ricky Morton, Karen Morton, and Alex Taylor taking on the Spectaculars, and they were anything but spectacular. And so, as we know, we are, we obviously know the winner of this one, the Southern Six. I mean, if you thought it was going to happen any, any other way, you're an idiot. So, Southern Six, everybody, did everyone love how, how they did? Oh, God, yes. Yeah? Gosh. Yeah. I love, like, I mean, the yeah, more I okay. see them every week, the more I love them. And we're not even seeing them every week, so they're not even trying to push them down our throats. Nope. They, they wasn't there for the last two weeks, so, and that was a good match. I just, I still hate that little guy who looks like Bodie. You better leave my cousin alone. Yeah. yeah he's, so, a, he's actually, he's actually kind of, kind of uh, getting uh, on my nerves as well. I don't like that little yeah, Rolando so, guy. I'm yeah, starting not Orlando's to like him. Uh, yeah. But well, yeah, but I love the whole match. I love the ending, you know, so there's six. I, I'm still waiting for them to add two or three more members to actually make it six. Because right now it's three and, and, and the father. Ricky Morton is four if you count him. So the only thing I'm gonna say about this match. So four. Yeah, the only thing I'm gonna say about this match is you know when you you hear people say there's levels to shit, right? Like it just feels like the Southern Six are on a whole nother level, and these guys weren't even close, right? Like, and it's taking nothing away from these brothers because they're on NWA. This is their craft, and, and they're on a big platform. Salute to them. But watching this match, I'm like, man, you got outclassed so, so quick, so fast that the Southern Six, they're just, they're on another level. And it, there's not many teams, I think, in NWA, big or small, that's going to be able to compete with them in all facets of the wrestling industry, like the wrestling game. Right. And to move forward... Jack Stain, Chris Silvio, Esquire, and, Bl- and uh, Bulletproof Blake Troops uh, Summit, if you will. What? I liked this. It set up what needed. To do. Yeah, yeah. It set up what it needed to do. Submission match. We're gonna get it eventually. I thought they'd probably aim it for Sawin. Maybe we're not getting it at Sawin. Um, maybe we'll get it next week. Who knows? But eventually, within the next, you know, incoming weeks, we'll be looking forward to the submission match. Uh, Muffins, we'll start with you. Your thoughts. Another good, I mean, this was a good show period from beginning to end. All the interviews, everything, they were awesome. That guy, Esquire, that dude, I could I could sit there and listen to him talk because his voice just is engaging and I get mesmerized by his storytelling, telling the story about Jax and the family, all that kind of stuff with his father and stuff like that. Like, I was like, like just waiting for him, just every word. So whoever this guy is, I, I'm sold on him. I, you know, Jack. We already know what Jack's name brings, and bulletproof. I, you know, he does. He never had a good record as an MMA fighter, but I seen him wrestle. You know, for championship wrestling down in Hollywood. So I know he can actually move in the ring. I don't see him beating Jacks though. So unless there's going to be some kind of interference. Or they're going to bring another tag team partner for Bulletproof. You know, that'll be the only way that this gets over. But 
overall, man, that was that's how you do a promo to build something up. But this that is where and this is where NWA has been doing really well, right? Like you've been getting really good vignettes and promos, and you get a few misses, but there's more hits, right? Yeah. Like, and you're like, okay, this bulletproof guy. I'm sold. Like, I didn't know his championship wrestling of Hollywood stuff. And, um, but he doesn't got to say much. Like, people will go, oh, all he says is lights out. That's because he's going to put your lights out, right? Like, the guy looks like a fucking machine. Like, why would he need to try to talk when he got the little guy who, if he opens his mouth, you're listening, right? Like, and he doesn't pause where he's thinking. The guy understands how to talk his shit. And like Mopa said, to a T, he's a storyteller. Right, yeah, like him and, he knows him and the other story. guy, uh, Jamie Steele, or, or whatever his name was. Is it Jamie Steele? Jamie, uh, Stanley. Jamie Stanley. Yeah, that's Stanley. my dude. Stanley. It, yes, that's a guy I like too. Young too, right um, there, man. But yeah, talk. But Chris, like, wow. I think his name is Chris Silvio. Chris Silvio yeah, Chris Esquire. Esquire, or something yes, like that. Yes. Esquire. Yes. Yeah, yes. I like this dude, Blake Troop, and I can't wait for Blake Troop to tap this motherfucker out because Jack Dane ain't on that level. He's not on that level. All right. I'm telling so, you, he's going to tap. Well, he's either going to tap or he's going to get put to sleep. Ain't no moving over. He's getting put to sleep. All right. All right. So to move forward, the vampire promo, I'm going to skip it. I don't give two shits about it. Uh, he lost when we started talking about magic and centuries. I was like, what type of crackhead shit is this? Um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're Berlin. Yeah, South yeah. Berlin. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, another. I don't Jesus understand Christ. that either. When gags the gimp or whatever, like, yeah, yeah. that's that's well, listen, that's we're give everyone a recap. South, yeah, so those are the misses that Bodie just mentioned. Uh, hold on, and hold on, let me let me get misses. it out. Those are the misses right there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Salva Pal versus Jadeus. I'll just listen, give a, 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 a quick. Yeah, we can skip. All right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Anyway, Judeus won. Uh, Gags Gimp came out. There's disqualification. There you go. Everyone, you've been updated. All right, next up. Oh, fuck. This guy. <laughs> Rolando Freeman's promo. He's been promo. Doing this too long with us. Yeah, Freeman. Jesus Christ. Yeah, cousin. We can skip that too. Yeah, skip it. But the loser leaves the company. <laughs> Long yeah. story short. Yeah. Yeah, loser leaves the company. Uh, Rush Freeman versus Brady Pierce next week. And I can give two shits less about that. Your thoughts? I already know Muffin said next. Buddy, you got anything? Put some respect on my little cousin, Rolando Freeman's name. Put some respect on his name. All right. I guess next we're going up. next. That the Chris Adonis Uber came down. For, Yo, and get your shit together. Go next. Yeah, Chris Chris Adonis states that his intention to become a three-time national champion. He basically challenged next. out through Billy Silas Mason. Now, I'm I'm gonna say this since you don't want to talk about it. Now, let's be honest. Now, uh, there's no way in oblivion that Throw Billy is losing the belt that quickly to Chris Adonis. Um, yeah. Throw Billy should have an easy night. Billy with Chris Adonis, so I'm gonna say. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. Nope. 
So we've gotten through Vampiro, Sal Pal, Rolando Freeman, Chris Adonis. All right, we got through all that. And then the main event. Yes. The NBA yes. USA Tag Team Championships. Daisy yes. Kill and Talos versus AJ and Casey Kazan. 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 Yes. Whatever. His younger whatever. brother. Kazan. There you go. Katansa. Yeah. Obviously, of course, yeah. Daisy Kill. Yeah. Obviously, of course, Daisy Kill and Talos won this match. Um, it was what happened after, though, that I that I really, yes. really liked. Yes. As uh, the Immortals came out to close the show, we had an impromptu second tag team match for the, the end of USA Tag Team Championships, and then they left. And so it was, it was a count out. So that kind of leaves me kind of questioning what's going to happen at Sawind. Well, we see some type of hardcore match where maybe there's like no count outs, no disqualification, hardcore, false kind of anywhere. Whatever you know the, the case may be, I actually did like the first tag team match. I thought the second one was a nice little, little surprise. I had no problem with it. Um, so Muffins. We'll start what's with the you. name of the. What's the name of the second group? The Immortals. The Kazana boys. The Immortals. But, but okay. But yeah. But oh yeah. So yeah. The the yeah. All oh, right. hold on. Right, so Muffins. We'll start with you. In. Yeah. So yeah, wow, he cut me off. Muffins. We'll start with you. Muffins will start with you. Thank you. All I was going to say is this. Two things that I like about this whole thing was I like the country gentleman that at least they found a tag team kept it on the family with his little brother or whatever. I want to see how they will develop in the future and hopefully they'll get better. So I, I like them. My boy came out. Now, when the show was ending, I saw the credits and all of a sudden I heard the music and I see the Immortals coming out. I'm like, whoa, what happened here? I said, hold up. We're going to get a second match. I said, hold up, hold up. And my boy, Alderson there, who I praise since the first day I saw that dude, that that guy is my default player. I'm building my wrestler looking like that dude right there, Alderson. <laughs> those moves that he was doing with those leaping and, and doing those uh, European uppercuts from the front to the back, jump out. Dude, this dude is one athletic freak of a Viking. You you see you see the Viking Raiders in WWE, and you kind of go like, eh, those are those fat, lazy Vikings that just sit there and just want to <laughs> eat and shit. And then you see Odison, and you go like that. That's is how a Viking is supposed to look. That's that's the Thor of the Vikings right there. That's the yes, leader sir. that you want to follow into battle because he's going to go out there and take half of people out and leave you the little space for you to practice and he's going to take everything. That's the guy that I want in my team. And for a second there, I thought Talos and Daisy Q were going to lose those titles until... They got up and get the boots and left because Daisy didn't want to deal with that match at all. And Tyler was the one that said, hey, I'm, I'm, I could go for one more. So I'm definitely intrigued what's going to happen between them two teams. If they do the the, the match as Sawa, if they're going to do it like you said, some kind of gimmick, you know, and then maybe they'll add a third team because of what happened with the country gentleman, but I hope not. But I definitely want to see what's going to happen in this match with these guys. And just give me 
Odinson against Thelos and just let Odinson just destroy any giants out there, man. Because I would love to see this dude get like get pushed to the moon in the future. So the guy Talos, he's a giant, right? Like you said, yes. I I agree. But his power game doesn't look like it matches his his size, right? Like I don't know if it's because he's slow and stiff or whatever. But if you look at the Immortals, their power game is crazy. Like, they can't match that. Like, these two guys, they're way more athletic, they're way faster, they're way agile, they're way stronger. The Immortals are going to run through these guys. I'm just telling you now, unless you have somebody help them, the Immortals are going to be the tag team champs. I'm just saying, they, it, it's leading up. There's no way that this doesn't mean something. You don't just throw this in there, just to throw it in there, just for shits and giggles. This, this is leading up to something big, and I think it's time you take the, the titles off of those two bozos because they're not those guys. They're not them. So, last question. Um, what, what what I always do is we rate the show. I liked the show. I'm going to give it seven out of ten for me oh. i liked how everything went it, it flew very uh it, it flowed very well uh the opener caught kept me the ending kept me wondering you know from the most part everything in between was pretty good you know there's only three spots were like yeah they weren't bad so that's why I, I i didn't score it lower and they they did their job in every way uh you know in every sense of the form Every storyline got pushed forward, and we had two championship matches. Again, I can't really complain about that on an, on another episode of Power. So, yeah, seven out of ten for me. Jorge or Muffins, you're. Well, I, I wish I wish the TV title would have been the main event. I would have loved it to be that to finish the show on on a real humongous high note with Mims winning and stuff like that. Um, I give it the show a seven out of ten. So three misses being everything that happened after uh Bodie's little cousin came out and then the interview with, with Vampiro and then the interview with him and then the interview with uh the the, the good looking Jesus or fine I don't know why he's calling himself that that but that makes no damn sense. But I raised it up to a point five when Odison and the Immortals came out there as a surprise there at the end got me back popped up against him. Whoa, hold up. There's a little surprise here. So I, I pushed it up to a 7.5. Okay. So for anyone over the age of 40, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the game of the Price is Right. He went 7. He went 7.5. I'm going to go 7.6. So I'm going to do the $1 extra. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's, no, no, no. It's either... It's either 7.5 or 8 or 7. Yeah. You don't do no damn 0.6. <laughs> Why? Good God. Muff, yo, Muffin knows exactly Good what I'm Lord. talking about. The price is right. You know how you have that one asshole that goes $1 yes, over? Like, I have to say the damn price is right. Yeah, yeah. You, you either go with an 8, a 7.5, or a fucking 7.0. Yeah. Wow, you guys are making too many rules here. Ain't no rules, man. Who the hell was a 7.6? Yeah, 
All right, so I'll go with six and a half, even though I want to go seven because I don't want to agree with with Bill Bank here. I'm gonna go with six and a half, even though I'm saying it's a strong seven. But yeah, no, I mean, and listen, I'll right, go so... put some respect on his name. <laughs> Fuck him. So. With that being said, technically it was it was a seven across all the boards, at least from everybody. With that being said, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, please do leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe to the Urban Wrestling Network. It's the 10 pounds of podcasts for my co-hosts, Muffins, Martinez, and Bodie, and myself. We are out of here. Peace out, everybody.